Hello, everybody. You listen to J Movie Talk, episode 304, as I'll be talking the movie Time Cop. Don't partner, ex-partner. Let me go, Max. I'm not hurting anybody. Get to take you back. In the year 2004, time travel is a reality. You are charged with violations of TEC code 40.8. Time travel with intent to alter the future. And a crime. It turns out going back in time is a pretty easy way to make money. I think you got yourself a shipment of gold and you're taking to General Lee. The genie is already out of the bottle. The technology is there. Now, one man. You ever hear the name Aaron McComb? Is about to take the ultimate power trip. He's gonna be president. You don't need the press, you don't need endorsements, you don't even need the truth. You need money. But to enforce the laws of time. Are we still together in 10 years? Am I dead? One man is determined to stop him. I cannot go back to save her. This scumbag is not going back to steal money. Stay here, Walker. My future, you're dead. <laughs> I think it planned too far ahead. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ron Silver. Will you get him? Mia Sara. And I am back. And I am joined by the one, the only, Mr. Jeff from Jeff versus the World Hood Classics. Bad meaning bad, bad meaning good. The man is doing everything under the sun. How you doing, sir? Man, what's going on, man? It's been a minute. Yeah, How everybody doing? Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, here we are to talk some, uh, some Van Damme. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. Like, I mean, just kind of talk about Van Damme for a second. Like, I don't know if we ever had this conversation, like, just at least on air. I don't think we had this conversation talking about right. his career and everything and, like, the run that he had. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it stacks up. Mm-hmm. And, and Van Damme, as like I told you before, Van Damme basically had his own lane because he was being an adult in movies. He was having sex in movies. No, they ain't what you Other said guys. They ain't what you said to me, though. <laughs> oh, Van Damme was fucking. Yes. And basically, when you look at Stallone, you know, all you got was, can I come to America with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's as close as you got with, you know, Rambo. I mean, you got Somewhat love, but awkward with Rocky because he definitely, you know, if you've seen Rocky, you know. <laughs> well, Paulie is the reason for that too now. So it was some nasty work going on in that movie. <laughs> but Van Damme, especially in his run, no, he was like, I know how I look, and we're going to lean into it. Yeah, even though even though it is it's it's kind of weird and lion heart. Yeah, I just want my clothes. What? No. <laughs> but Lionheart, they were trying to play, they were trying to play a little bit too much with that. Because yeah. his brother wife 
way she was looking at him sometimes. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Hell, even in Death Warrant, he was <laughs> he was him and the uh, the lady cop in Death Warrant. Like they had a thing going on too. You know what I'm saying Van Dam leaned into his uh his looks. Yep. And wasn't ashamed about it. Like, you know, because he also had the man crowd too. Once he started kicking ass, the men didn't care about that. So he could always get men and women to go see his movies. And then of course with, with double impact where he brought both sides. Cause like you know, like 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 how we talked about, it, like he that movie is the epitome of what Van Damme was, and by having him play both characters and basically different different sides of his personality, you know, it's like Chad is the one that the ladies love. He was the good looking guy. The ladies fall in love with. Alex is the one, man. You know, he's a tough guy. I'm like, ah, oh, this shit, you know, and everything. You got both of that. Mm-hmm. And he's doing, he does a great job in that movie, you know, playing up to, because by that point, yeah, he knew, you know, this is how he's, he, this is how he's viewed by the public. Men look at him a certain way, women look at him a certain way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, his, he has a, he has a run and. Let's, let's, let's go, let's knock out the movies. Okay. Let's uh, see where it stop it. I mean, it starts with, I mean, if you want to get technical, it started, I mean, no, no retreat, no surrender. I mean, that was his first like big move, but it starts at blood sport. Right. That's where it starts. Yep. Um, Cyborg, which is a weird ass move. I keep saying I'm going to go revisit it one day. Um, Kickboxer, mm-hmm. you know, Lionheart, mm-hmm. Death Warrant. Double impact, yes, sir. Universal soldier, yep. Nowhere to run. Oh, uh, chance Boudreaux, hard target. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie we're gonna talk about, Time Cop, uh, Street Fighter, <laughs> and Sudden Death. Uh, I know your favorite, The Quest, absolutely not. <laughs> maximum risk. I, I think it falls off at maximum risk. Yeah, once you get to maximum risk, the the shine is off. Shine is completely off. Because the next thing we get, it's like, oh, we're gonna we we teaming him up with Dennis Rodman, double team. That's a weird ass movie. And then if you didn't think that t- that worked so good, we're gonna partner him up with Rob Schneider in knockoff. I absolutely loathe that movie. <laughs> but. But uh, Lila Rashawn looked damn good in the movie. Oh, absolutely. And then, I mean, by that point, you know, he started doing the straight-to-video stuff. So you get Legionnaire. You get Universal Soldier to Return. A movie I told you to watch, uh, Desert Heat. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much it, it, it falls off in 96. 96 is where it falls off. And, I mean, he has glimpses, you know, Every now and then, from their own, but then he make his return to. I mean, he did get a he got acting acclaim. He didn't get nominated for that, but he did get acting acclaim for that movie JCVD. Uh-huh. You know, where he's playing himself. I know a lot of people did enjoy his performance in that movie. Um, so like I said, he has flashes. Then of course he get the big comeback 
kind of sort of ish as the villain in the Expendables two. But oh, he was I mean, cooking in that. Yeah, I mean, it's like he just said, you know, I'm gonna just show up and beat the shit out of everybody, pretty much. And baby Hemworth, you gonna get this work real quick. Um, but yeah, just looking at like because I'm up to 2019 and just like straight to DVD, straight to you know streaming, streaming stuff. Yeah, so, but which yeah. is fine. Like yeah. that that's that's a space that I think wasn't acceptable acceptable uh in early two thousand. But now it's basically, you know, it's cool. It's all right. It's fine. Yeah, because I mean look look at I mean like now if if Van Dam came along just a little bit later, he would be basically where like uh Scott Atkins is right. Oh yeah, that, that perfect. Perfect. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he would be right there. Yeah, absolutely. You hit that one on the head. Now, I don't know if he would have showed up in uh, John Wick 4. Ah, the Bobby Yaga. You know, I don't know if he would have did that now, but, <laughs> you know, you never know. Which I could have seen. I could actually see. I could see him in a John Wick movie. I could. I could see it, too. Yes. So, I don't know. I know he said something about, like, he retired, but. I don't know. We, we, we just never know. But but the man had a run. He, I mean, he was always a favorite of mine growing up. Um, And this was like one of the movies I actually. I've always watched this movie growing up. And I always I don't know why I waited so long to actually finally do it on the podcast. But yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about this movie Time Cop. You know, another thing about Van Damme, too, is like, like, I, like, I originally, like I told you. He found his lane mm-hmm. and he was comfortable. You get what I mean? He never kind of like steered too far out of it. Nope. He had charisma out the ass. And he just always felt like to me that me looking as a fan of movies that he enjoyed what he was doing. Now, once we get to Street Fighter 2, maybe he enjoyed it a little bit too much. <laughs> But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, damn guy cut that damn, damn ECW promo bison. Oh, with me. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? All right. So, real quick, uh, we got to talk about this cast for this movie real quick. So, of course, we got uh-huh. Van. Of course, of course, we got Van down. Uh-huh. All right. So we got uh Mia Sarah as Melissa. Like Let me I think tell you something. Yes. I have to state this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what when okay, you told me he was doing this. And I think the first time I started watching it, today is Thursday. So I think I started watching it it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started watching it on Friday. And I don't know why. To this day, I I, I I did not realize that was Sloan from Ferris Bueller's days. I was like, wait a minute, that's Sloan. But I'm only realizing that in 2024. <laughs> I was yeah. kind of thrown off by that. I was like, I never noticed that. I mean, some know her as Sloan. Some know her as uh, the damsel in distress getting uh, lusted after by um, damn Tim Curry, uh, Darkness, and uh, Legend. Also, so, and I always wondered like why she didn't do more after this because you look at her career like what the hell happened? But I mean, 
ain't gonna lie. I, I actually had a little crush on old uh, Sloan. On Sloan? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, look, I understood why Van Dam was like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rectify some things here. I gotta, I gotta fix. He it. only rectifies some things by circumstances. Like you should have been much. did that, bro. Pretty much. And, that's the, and, and, and when we start talking about the flaws of the movie, that's one of the big ones. But I got a bigger one than that. But we will we'll get there. All right. So then we got Ron Silver. Goddamn Ron Silver. <laughs> Actor, activist Ron Silver. Strong, heavy Republican. <laughs> hey. He passed away, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he was, when I say he was in the trenches with that Republican stuff, yeah. Yeah, he was. But. I mean, we ain't gonna dive too. Yeah, much this ain't a, this ain't a political podcast. But. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, cause we we had we had a discussion about like who could have who else could have played Macomb besides <laughs> Ron Silver, which that was a funny conversation. <laughs> but did I lie? No, you didn't. Because I'm just saying, as the looks, he could have just put him right in there. Yeah, I mean, he definitely could have. He definitely could have. <laughs> Which, like, I'm just trying to. If he would have brought that saying, and, and for everybody who listened, probably like, what the fuck y'all talking about? Talking yeah. about Buddy that played uh, Ellis and um, Die Hard. <laughs> Die Hard. So, yeah, he definitely could have brought. Just imagine if he he brought that same energy <laughs> to play a Senator McComb. Mm-hmm. And well, I said, I said Al Pacino. Man, I'm just saying. You know that for that, nah. I mean, yes and no. You get Al Pacino, he gonna be Walker. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't doing that. He ain't, yeah, he ain't being Macomb. I don't know because it, it kind of felt like when you look at when you look at Ross Silver the way he looks in the movie, it's almost like they modeled him to look like after Al Pacino around ninety four, ninety five. You think about it. So, maybe they, maybe they did ask him. No, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> hey, can I tell you something? It's gonna drift a little bit. Can I tell you something I just found out today? What up? Do you know who Steve Martin really originally writ wrote Bowfinger for? Who? Oh god. You said ooh, so yeah, I feel like you know. No, I said I said who? Oh <laughs> he originally wrote Bowfinger for Keanu Reeves. What? Yes. What? That's a whole different movie, bro. I, I, I no, I no, I could. Yeah. Uh-uh. I just I found could. out today. Kennedy probably saw that shit. Like Steve, what the fuck wrote you? <laughs> I'm sure. It, I'm sure it was a different script. Seriously. It probably was. Yeah, it probably. Was. But yeah, that was because it. Okay, so that's that's two movies now that. Keanu like was the original person for so you telling me about Bowfinger then well I I know you already knew this though that he was the original choice for um, Chris in uh, Heat Val Kilmer played yeah I remember that so it's like that would have been two especially in Heat because I'm like Val Kilmer he spazzes out during that shootout a little bit you know, especially when they coming out the bank and the way he smiled and then when he see them across the street, he's like, it's like, I don't like, could you see Kendall at that time pulling that off? I don't, I, I don't know, bro. I don't think I can. 
I mean, now him is John Wick. Yeah, you've got them, you know, blasting in the street. But but can you see him being Jeff? Like I'm just like, no, huh? no, no. That's some like Jerry Lewis shit. Like, yeah. does he have that range? I've never seen him do that that around that time. No. I mean, look how much flack he got for doing uh, uh what you call it? doing Dracula with that accent. So <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to drift, but I didn't want to wait to tell you that. I've been meaning to tell you that before we even start recording. No, no, that's 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 insane, really. I'm thinking about that. Um, so we got Bruce McGill as a <laughs> as, as the chief, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest flaw in the movie. Cause I'm sorry, I can't wait to hold this. All right, Good. you're the chief, right? And Clearly, you know, you have this basically this part of the law enforcement. Y'all take care of time. Mm-hmm. So from time to time, things would change. Every time Van Dam came back, he acted so dumb. Yes. He talked about what's going on. What do you mean? Like, you're crazy. I'm like, all right, I guess I can let it. I, I was trying to let it slide. I really was. But it just kept being annoying. I'm like, bro. None of this shit should be like shocking to you. You should be like, oh, we got to take care of this. Yes. But he never did. It was just like you had to, you had to kind of like force feed him. Like, no, bro, yo, shit is different. So he changed some things. I don't know about that. You know, he's about to be president. You can't change that. And then the fact that we should have had something where the, um, what do they call it? How do they word it? The um the mock up the 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 initial machine they say mm. it was in Maryland mm-hmm. we should have saw that but we never did. Mm. You would think you you would have thought like when when they go back to ninety four, uh-huh. like yeah all right let's let's go see what the original yeah. prototype was because that's where it started from so you kind of mm-hmm. like all right well this is where everything gonna take place at or you gonna have a big scene somewhere there but they never did and mm-hmm. I guess it was in line with the whole. They can just, when they want to go back in time, they walking. But all of a sudden, when they come back, they're in the machine, huh? Yeah. Like it was like I was just like, Ugh. you know, I didn't want to take away from it from the movie because I still enjoy Time Cop. But those are just a couple of things that were just bothering me about the movie. Well, all I said, don't watch the second. One. There's a second one. <laughs> yes. Oh God. <laughs> you want to know who stars in it? Oh, Jason Scott Lee. Yep, I would never watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would do it like we always talk about nasty work. Like we was talking about the uh, the crew and all that about the scene. Is yeah. he supposed to be Walker? No, he's a oh. he's a completely different character. Okay. Yeah, his name is uh, Ryan Chang. You know, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, there's a there's a sequel. Uh huh. Um. And then, last but not least, we gotta talk about Gloria Rubin as Fielding, who, like I say, I think she was lost in that uh, that Van Damme charisma in this movie. Well, can you blame her? No, I mean, I I I, I was kind of lost in uh, that, that Gloria Rubin. Uh, you know, I was lost in that a little bit. I'm like, damn, remember Gloria Rubin looking like that? Shit. That's just me. 
quick. I mean, she be bad, but it seemed like they um. <laughs> I hate to say this, but it seemed like I could be wrong. Forgive me, but it almost felt like they wanted somebody else for the role. Mm. And you know who she kind of favors? Ray Dong Chong. I was like, uh, yeah, I can see that. Maybe they tried to get her and couldn't, but who knows? I don't know. And what's crazy about this is that the next thing that Glory Rubens does after this, she goes on a decade run, well, a decade and a half run on ER <laughs> after this movie. So, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they, yes, they are both Canadian American. Yeah, I, I can almost guarantee they both, you know, read for the role. Well, listen, well, all right. So another, another, um, spewing off into a tangent real quick. Let's see, what was Ray Dun Chong doing around this time? Movie wise, you no, know it ain't Beat Street. <laughs> well, well I, I'm, I'm gonna make you mad. No, it ain't uh, Soul Man. So, Jesus, yeah, there you go. Um, let's see. This is 94, right? Yep. So she was in a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Basically, I'm like, I ain't never heard of none of this shit. Hey, I tell you what, she was, well, low key, she kept, she was continuously working to, to, to 2000. Yeah, because, you know, that last name, Chong, it went, it went a long way in Hollywood. I mean, I ain't I ain't want to put a business out there, but since you did. <laughs> I mean, because look, her daddy. Is old old Tommy Chong, so yeah. But looking at this stuff that she was in, so some bullshit named Boulevard. That Lou wait, 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 wait. Well, well I say something. Well, hold on, I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, I hope this is true. I hope this. Is true. I didn't know her and C. Thomas Howe. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. You know, it's so much to unpack from that. I don't even want to touch it. Uh, I look, I'm, I'm. That's the only movie I, I, I kind of, I side eyed James Earl Jones. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, why are you in that movie? Man, say he got bills. <laughs> the man owes somebody. He, he clearly had to owe somebody something for him to be in them. You know what? We not, no, we not gonna talk about soul. Um, yeah. So she was in some bullshit. The movie called Boulevard that starred Lou Diamond Phillips. Plus, in some, what is this, like a damn erotic movie? What the fuck? Called Boca. That was in 94. Let her, her spread her wings. She's an actress. She was getting it in. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure somebody was getting it in. But anyway, um, some other bullshit named Amber Waves. What the fuck is that? Boogie Nights? What the fuck? Um, Come on, bro. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Look. Look, if you see Boogie Nights, you know who the hell Amber Waves was. Anyway, that's another story. Um, she was in wait, she was in Lonesome Dove, the series. Yeah, don't remember that. Um, yeah, like I said, she was in some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was in so yeah. I mean, she no, I I'm gonna turn down being in time caught with Van Damme so I could be in. Um, I didn't say she turned it down. But what I'm saying is possibly the other girl just beat her out. They just Probably went so. away. I mean, but because they favor each other, both Canadian American, uh, I think they around the same age. Yeah, that's what I'm about to look at. Let me see. Because Gloria Rubin was born in 60. 
four. I think sixty-seven, I believe, right? No, Redon. No, she actually Redon is actually three years older. Three years old. Still, kind of. Yeah, know, around the same age. Same age. Yeah, yeah they probably read for it. So the Glory Rubin was thirty in ninety-four, and Redon was thirty-three. So absolutely, they they read for that role. Stop. Yeah, they did. They probably did. Shit. And it was too much. Like I like you said, it was. Van Damme charisma. He could, like you say, she. He they could have easily. If he wasn't married, they would definitely had a thing in the in the film. Yeah. So it's like I don't know why they, because it comes to th- it's like that's one. Th- well, no, because Van Damme actually did is a movie with him and Vivica Fox, and they have crazy charisma in that. Why they own that movie on DVD? It's um, what's the name of that shit? Because he plays like a special forces, um, like Secret Service type. Oh, Are you God. talking about this is later Van Damme, right? Two thousand. Yeah, yeah, early two, uh, second in command. Yeah, yeah. I, you, no, not second in command. Uh, hard course. That's what it is. No, you know what time he was on. So yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, like yeah, he could like him and him and um him and Glory Rubin. They could have had a thing in that movie. Dude. Oh yeah, easy. You see the chemistry. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, it got a nice little cast to it. Then of course you got a bunch of random people, especially Buddy, who had that damn mullet. You know, looking like a damn nineteen early nineties uh, wrestler, or whatever. Like, who the fuck this dude think he is? Come on, did you really look at Van Damme's mullet? No, he got a he got a look. He, I think, because he was getting, I think he filmed this right at the same time that he did uh, Street Fighter. So, uh-huh. that so the mullet, mullet was kind of gone a little bit. That mullet was hideous. I don't even know what it was. A mullet that was a, that was a hair piece. That's why that His was. Hair, a- his hair at the beginning, that's his real hair. That was his yeah, real yeah, hair. I know that's it, but that was his real, but that mullet just looked off. Thank you. Yeah. It, it didn't look like Chance Boudreau. Right? That was a uh yeah, it didn't look like that. That looked like a uh a, a wife died mullet. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was. All right. So all right, so let's get talking about this movie. So the movie kicks off doing Civil War time with these do these Confederate soldiers basically. You know, they got this gold in their thing. And then this dude out there in the middle of the road, they're like, yeah, let us pass. And they're like, no, oh, man, you can't do it. They come out with they damn one shots, and he come out with them, da 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 just spray the ass down. So, like, what do you think about the way they decide to open this movie? Because they could have opened this movie any kind of way they wanted to, but to start there. Not- I get what they were trying to set up. When, me watching the film like twice now over the last week, I think it shouldn't have started there. I think if anything, you should have started in 2004 and then worked everything back. But I guess you might didn't want to give it away. But they still, like I told you, they gave it away in the cold open. Oh, they, yeah, they get, yeah, they give it away. Cole just, he just, like, the music, the way he was, like, listening but not listening. Yeah, looking off like to the he, side and shit. Like yeah, that. like he paying attention, but you know, he don't know what to do. He like, oh, this sounds too good. I don't know what to do. I, I'm I'm a good guy. Yeah, he did it. It's totally told you everything there. So I feel like they should have started like maybe in 2004 setting things up. Like Macomb is like about to be president and all this stuff is happening. Then go back to 94 and kind of like tell it that way. Because the Civil War thing was just basically, okay, setting up basically, okay, somebody's found a way to move through time. Move to time to get money for a mm-hmm. damn presidential campaign in the future. Exactly, bro. 
Just do it the easy way. Just pick some winners. Some sports winners. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, we saw how well that was about to, that worked out for Biff, right? So, oh, Biff would have got, yeah. Look, look, you know what? I've talked Biff about this with Biff, Biff could have just easily did that so easy, but he just got too greedy. Pretty much. I mean, the punk kid and the crackpot scientist came back here to pull out the old pistol on him. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so to get that, and then you know, that's when, funny thing. I do not like three anymore. I used to love all of them. But three is like I've stayed away from that for a couple of years now because I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to be in the wild, wild west with them. Like the the I president, mean, past and future was cool. The west for me right now, I just like if I want to go to the west, I'll watch the Magnificent Seven. Like, stop playing with me. <laughs> oh, oh, you ain't like seeing uh, a dog, Mad dog like, Tanner? <laughs> no, 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 Matt, no, Mad Dog was man, Mad Dog was was a, was a pro with that damn that damn pistol. When he was spinning around like like that, hey, hey, I just as I've gotten older, I've just not been a you know I just don't like it like I, as much as I used to. Are you like Doc looking like the Undertaker? Listen, this is too much to go through. No, no. Before we move on, tell me Doc did look like the Undertaker when he pulled it with the rifle. He did. But anyway, so. So yeah, they you know we get that open, and then that's when we get this you know we get uh Barack Obama pull up with his crew, and basically letting them know like look, you know that doc, you know that scientist that y'all thought was crazy and everything uh-huh. about the you know about time travel. Oh, he actually did that shit, uh-huh. and uh, we already found out that yeah somebody didn't already went back in time. They just stole some Civil War gold, and it didn't popped up in a arms deal that, that we busted. So, See, like that right there. Start the movie with the scientists. Started with you showing the scientists because we never see the scientists, but started with showing him and him like finally figuring out how to time travel. I mean, that's almost like, and I know when as soon as I say this, we're gonna spew off into a tangent on this. That's almost like tenant. We don't we don't know who exactly we have a theory who invented the algorithm, but we never see who exactly invented it. We just we just know we in it, and you got bullets that move backwards through time, and people inverted and shit, but we never see it. Yeah, it's a lot going on. So, yeah, so uh, the senate, the senator, he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, we need some funding for this. <laughs> yeah, we need some funding so we can stop this. Because what if somebody decided to go back and do something real serious and everything? You never know. And then you, your boy sitting there, McComb, just all like, oh, huh." Yeah, a guy, a guy also was saying too. Other countries are trying to get ahead of us, so we need to act now. Imagine if they were the first. What do you think would be happening? Yeah, they 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 be alternatized. Yeah, so it's it almost sounds like the, you know, like the the race for uh, you know who gonna get into space first is gonna be us or the Russians. You know, they can't be the first in space. That's what it feels like, right? So they, you know, they kind of go from there. Isn't it funny how long like movies have painted that picture of basically uh Daniel Day Lewis ran draped in that American flag? You gotta be first. Number one. <laughs> you know You know what? I've been thinking about doing that movie one day. I've thought about that just to talk about Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Being, a, well, being insane in that damn movie. When you do it, 
<laughs> you draped the an American flag as you do the podcast. Yeah, I got to take it. Yeah, I do it. You know what? It's do it for the 4th of July, right? We sit here, take a picture of me drinking the bullshit. I'm sure. I'm almost sure I remember hearing say he he like uh uh was learning to be a butcher. I'm yeah, yeah, he sure. actually no, he yeah. actually did. He, yeah. he actually did. But what's crazy about it too, he he was so like just annoyed and disgusted by how greasy his hair was that right after the movie they was finished so they they filled his last scene he went and cut all his hair off yeah i remember that because <laughs> he was on like some type of red carpet or something he oh you shave it off and he joked about it but i was like he probably because he was tired of that shit yeah and i'm pretty sure when he shaved it off that's when bill the butcher finally left him because you know they they lose was a meth if if method actor had a picture in the dictionary it would be him a drink your milkshake <laughs> you know that you know it's my favorite gif now that I'm using. <laughs> that man's he's just unhinged. That's all I know. Yes. Um, so yeah, so they decide that's when we come up with the whole, and I'm gonna call it the TVA for this podcast. <laughs> you know, it basically uh Max Walker is uh Loki, basically. Um so it's funny too, like all this stuff is going on, and we still haven't seen Van Damme yet. Which that's one thing I kind of miss about older movies. Like you get started with like side characters or small characters before you even introduce your main star. But we kind of got away from that with a lot of movies. You you don't you don't get that anymore. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but yeah, we don't get it. We we don't get that like we used to. Yeah. And we actually, when we get to the mall in this movie, we don't start with Van Damme either. We we first meet Melissa. You know, she walking through the mall. You know, looking looking like only how Melissa looked. Um, and you know, she stop off, and that's when we get uh Max come walking up. And okay, you want to talk? You want to talk about how he <laughs> eases up on his own wife? It was creepy. It was cre- it, It's almost like he. It was almost like they won't marry. It sounded like somebody trying to pick up a woman. It was weird. I mean, that seemed like that's their thing because she was into it. Because yeah, yeah, it's not like that's their thing. That was their thing. It was cool, but it played weird the second time. I think because she, well, yeah, she was so shocked of what just had happened. You know, the second time around, they showed she like, oh wait a minute. Oh yeah, well okay, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> okay, the movie is only a decade apart. Why would he t- when she turned around and she see him like who the hell are you? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Like I just got a mullet. I'm just got the same face. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like man, just a he just ten years older, but you had like he like eighty years old. Like what the fuck? Oh, yeah, like he was a whole different person. Like <laughs> who the fuck are you? Yeah, he only is. A- only thing is his hair's growing, growing in the back. Stop. And he had a, and he had a couple of scars on his face. They had been in a fight. That's it. But yeah. it's like, like you, like what the oh shit, type of thing. So yeah, they had a little thing, and then of course we got to get a trademark Van Damme moment because you got this dude. I'm gonna call him Philip Seymour Hoffman for purposes, who's skating through the mall, and <laughs> Walker Walker off rip. He realized, yeah, this dude up to no good. The way he's skating through here, yeah, all right. Uh-huh. So he didn't snatch the old lady person. He think he getting away and oh, Van Damme standing there with his leg out. 
It's like, read it. Wolverine? No, read between the lines. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Like, so, but that's one thing about Van Damme. You're going to get that trademark, either him doing the split, the the split kick, or, you know, just just showing up. I had to be like something that directors, oh, Van Damme, you got to do a split. You know what I mean? Because it was just like, he just always seemed to be doing a split. Some days, he just, no, I don't want to do it for this movie. And I know probably as he got older, he was like, no, I'm not doing it. But I think it was in his contract. <laughs> That's what I'm starting to think. You got to do the split <laughs> at least once. <laughs> right. So, so I guess that's just to show like, yeah, you know, he, he you know, it's Van Damme. So we got to get a Van Damme, Van Damme ism in the movie. Yeah, that was his thing. So. So. All right. So after they leave the mall and like how you mentioned earlier about one thing that Van Damme was doing in movies, <laughs> we get we get deceived between him and Melissa. And I'm like, was that really me or was that a body double? Because I'm like, hmm. Oh, good question. I didn't even think about that. But I'm like, shoot, Sloan wasn't doing that with Ferris. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so far so, as we know. Yeah, no, well, as far uh, as we know. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, yeah. We don't know what's going on. Maybe that's maybe that's why maybe that's why he was skipping school the way he was. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, hold hold up, put a pin and everything. Okay. Ferris was graduating, right? Wasn't Sloan a sophomore or junior? Let's just put it like this. Ferris was graduating. Sloan was still going to be in high school. Yes. You know what? Uh, yeah, let's continue on with that. <laughs> Look, I call that I call that the breakfast club. Uh, yeah, let's continue on with the movie because if I don't, <laughs> it's going to be a too much to unpack. So, yeah. So, you know, after they do the do and everything like that, you know, it's at night and Max get a call from um from the chief. So yeah, I need you to come in, boy. And everything like this. So he getting ready to leave. And he and what he's like, I need somebody else. But I'm gonna say what happened, but ain't nobody else. Yeah, she she the wife was upset, like because she wants to tell him something. Yep, because that's the whole thing, going back to the mall. Like, yeah, I want to tell them. But also too at the mall. Young Max, he he recognized like the fuck these goons is up here on the second story just watching me what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. so they kind of already planted the seeds right you know that's something had already happened so he get ready to leave once he go out the door he get he caught lacking <laughs> he get, he get, <laughs> yeah he really did <laughs> but at the same time I mean it's pouring down rain you get ready to go to work you ain't expecting no damn body to pop up and bop you in the damn head or something that's also true so they rush him and everything. You know, he get attacked. He he trying to fight, but you know, it just ain't just ain't working out. And you see, and like you said too. So again, they already showing us that Marcom is dirty because you get this the shot of him upstairs. Like, what the fuck is he doing in their house? Like, what is going on right now? And he gets shot, but he had on his vest. And they go and they go back in the house. House get blowed up. Melissa dies. And he falls out. So, I mean, like, how, how did you feel about the fact that that's how they decided to do that with the character and get Melissa up out of there quick? It was a choice. Um, I think how the movie plays and how it was set up, I think it was fine. 
But it's just like I said, a lot of things I would have just kind of structured a little bit different. I would have maybe if I was the director, or I was the writer. Some things I might would have tried to change, but I would have still got to that part. Just mm-hmm. maybe did it a little bit different. I can, I can, I can live with that because you know, you know, Van Damme was great, vulnerable. Yeah. That's one of his be- best attributes as far as mm-hmm. an actor, him being vulnerable. Because you didn't get that a lot with a lot of those action stars. But he mm-hmm. was alone could be vulnerable, but not so much because you know Rambo was just like, but she's all man. You ain't get too much vulnerable. You know, who a little bit. you know who definitely could have did that? Seagal. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess you did it, Mark for Death, but it really wasn't. So it was kind of like, uh... well, Mark for Death, but also the closest come also is hard to kill. I remember he, he gets shot. That's down. what I'm thinking of. That's yeah. something hard to kill. Yeah, which that is uh, exit exit wounds aside. Hard to Kill is actually my favorite Seagal movie. And I don't like Seagal movies, but that's the only movie of his that I actually like because of the whole storyline of that movie. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he could he definitely sure couldn't pull this off. Um, but you actually got me on that thing though, of where I don't like the fact that they 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 let you know right off the bat that Marcom is dirty because it's like you could have had a person just up there in the shadows in the house. You didn't have to let it be known like that's him up there. Yes, that was my biggest thing. They kept putting the camera on him. So you just knew, oh, something's going to be up with him because they keep putting the camera on him. Yeah. And I guess as a viewer, I would like maybe just show them once and just, you know, thought nothing of it. But they made sure I think they put the camera on like three times. Too many times. Yeah, you kind of like, oh, okay, this guy, he's gonna be the big bad, but I guess let's see how this plays out. I mean, if they um, want to, if they want to, like, like really mess with us, let us think that it was Barack Obama, you know? No, nah, that man came in there too sassy, so it couldn't have been him. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess so, dealing with all them white folks, you had to be sassy, so yeah, especially in '94, good grief. Oh yeah. Oh, so, so okay. One thing I didn't like, I didn't like how okay we get that whole thing with. With Max, you know, Melissa getting killed. They don't go forward with that. We go back to 1929. Again. <laughs> you didn't have to go back to this. Like, you know what I mean? You didn't have to do. If anything, he could have started the again. movie. We could have started the movie that here. Movie. Right? Yeah, with Max's partner. Yeah, and yeah. then you could have just told the story that way. Like, it's different ways. You, I just think that was a bad way to open the movie. Yeah. So I love the movie though. I, I love Time Cop. So I do too. But the the first what 25, 30 minutes is kind of is kind of choppy with how they kind of setting up everything. Yeah, I feel like you know if somebody was thinking, uh, you know, you might would have set the table a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But who am I to critique somebody who you know what I mean get paid to do the shit? So that's right. It did the best way that they figured. So yeah. So they like I said, we back in nineteen twenty nine. And this is doing the damn uh, the stock, you know, exchange about the crash and everything. And this motherfucker is doing it the smart way. Yes, he is he, yes, he so was. smart. He was. But my whole thing is, why would you go back to 1929? Like, good question. Good question. Like, 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 think about that. I mean, especially okay, us as black men, we ain't going back to no 1929. I mean, I shoot. The farthest we would go back would probably be the seventies. 
Because anything, yeah, I'm, I'm being nice with you. I mean, that because, you know, but anything before that, I'm not going. Man, listen. <laughs> I'm not, come here, boy. And I'm being nice if they even call me boy. Right? Mm-hmm. What the fuck am I going back there for? But, uh, I mean, because when you're white, I guess, you know, oh, I can go back at any point in time, right? Yeah, you go anywhere. Yeah. So he goes back to 1929. He pulls up, and there's a dude that did, that did jumped all, you know, that killed himself, you know, suicide dive, you know, Jeff Hardy out the window or something. And he's like, oh, well, all right, whatever. They put the newspaper over his man here. All right, let me go inside. Buddy goes upstairs <laughs> and to let you know, yeah, he's not supposed to be in this time. This man pulls out of there and walk, man. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he's jamming. Pretty much. And looking at, he got a, he got a, what was that? A, uh, was that a Daily News or New York Times? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it was something basically to get him to drop on these folks. Yeah, because he is like, it's from 20, 2004. He, Looking at the paper from the time that he in, and he's circling off. It's like, okay, yeah, let me, hey, yeah, let me get a uh, another hundred uh, thousand shares of, of this oil or whatever. Feel I feel good. I, I feel yeah, I feel good about it. That man was set. That man was setting up generational wealth for his family, pretty much. He was. So he's sitting there, Jeff, and then all of a sudden he looked like, what the fuck? And here come Van Dam come walking through. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Max, oh, what are you doing shit. here? <laughs> yeah. <You're> doing here. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so what do you think about this whole scene where Buddy pulls out a futuristic gun after Van Damme and beat the hell out of his um, his uh, security? Hey, that man kept that thing on him. What's wrong with that? Yeah, he, had, yeah, he said, I ain't getting caught lacking. Yeah, he won't get caught lacking, but he got caught. <laughs> No, my buddy come in on some, so so he went ten rounds with with somebody and Van Damme like, oh yeah, went, oh word, she got and got dropped off. I, I saw Tyson beat uh, speaks on TV, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, and that's okay. That's one thing about Van Damme. Van Damme is like he's fu- he's like low key funny. Yeah, but it's dry. It's yeah. dry. Yeah. Yeah, so you getting that, even though, in the, but then he got serious. Like I said, when Buddy came up with that gun and started blasting, their um, secretary almost got ah! almost got dropped. And he's like, "Shit, I ain't going back." And he decided to go diving out the window. Max want to follow him down and open a portal. They go back through. So this is where the whole thing about Macomb comes up because it's like, okay, so was he working for Macomb? I'm not. I think he was. I think he knew. Or did he go rogue? And like, I think oh, he I'm was just doing his back. own thing. Like he was just doing his own thing. But he kind of knew, you know, drop. He knew what was going on. He was like kind of like semi working with him, I guess, in a sense. I don't know. Yeah, because the whole thing was like he he's trying to because the whole thing is I'm getting we getting money from the past to bring it to the future. And we was telling like when um, Max's uh, partner was telling him like, "Look, I can't testify against Macomb because if I testify against him, that man gonna go back and kill my grandparents, and I mm-hmm. never exist." Right. <laughs> you know, type of thing. And that's kind of you know that's kind of eerie when you think about it. Like, yeah, you when you doing time travel like that, yeah, whatever you 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 fuck up in the present, they're like, "Oh yeah, all right, well, I'm gonna go back to the past, knock off your granddaddy, and <laughs> your ass never exists." 
So investors right there. So yeah, pretty much. So instead of testifying, that man said, you know what? Just send me back to where I'm falling and, and I go. Oh, oh. He's, he basically stayed, you know, he won't say nothing. He won't talk. But then like, talk, eat. And basically like, you know what? You send us to death. So his death was, well, you want to jump out a window. We're going to send you right back to that time where you were jumping out the window. Wow. And that boy go, that man pull a damn Mick Foley on top of that car. God Ooh, damn. Yeah. That was, that was Ooh, filthy. Yeah. What's never bitch? <laughs> it could have been a tomorrow. Could have been a better day. day. Tomorrow could have been a brighter day. Damn. Yeah, that, that, that was kind of fucked up. <clears throat> so now the whole thing is about Macomb, mm-hmm. and so we go back to two thousand four, which is kind of crazy. Now, like that's that's twenty years in our past now, but for movie purposes, that was ten yeah. years in the future for them, and. Okay, so one thing about time travel movies that kind of upset me, especially ones that's like this. All this technology was mysteriously supposed to like pop up in a decade. Ah, uh, yeah. Because when you look at 1994 in, you know, Time Cop universe, and then 2004 is like, huh? Like, where all, this, where all this futuristic technology came from? Like, come on, man. Like, like what we got going on? I mean, I, th- I believe it took Doc a minute to build the DeLorean, so I don't and know Doc, how these folks moving. It took Doc, what, 30 years? <laughs> <laughs> From 1955 to 1985? And then, you know, uh, scamming the uh, Iranians? <laughs> hey, that's some nasty work that man was involved <laughs> in. I don't think that can talk about it enough. It don't. It don't. Yeah, Doc. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm scan. And then when he, and then when Marty says it on camera, he's like, no, 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 hey, hey, delete that part. Don't have it in there. What are you doing? Yeah, Doc, Doc was moving filthy out there. <laughs> oh, well, we ain't gonna talk about how he did by changing history with Claire Clayton going over the Dale Ravine. But anyway, um, yeah, so 2004, 2004, McCone running for president. And basically, like I said, he's using the tech to fund his campaign. Um, and this is where the whole thing where we see Walker, you know, he's been dealing with 10 years of just grief, you know, about Melissa and it's just kind of crazy. Like how they decided to have Walker just being down bad. I mean, I, I get it, but it's like, man, it's been 10 years, man. Like come out of that at some point. Um, oh, man. That was the love of his life. Yeah, I know. I know it's the love of his life, but it's like that man was just going through the motions. When you think yeah. about it, he was in so, cruise control. Yeah. So, because of everything that happened with his partner, that's where we get introduced to uh, the field. Because this man was at home. This man was. This man went home. This man was asleep. He get up. He got these two dudes in the house waiting for him, <laughs> and and they thinking, oh, we're gonna get the drop on him, and he beat the hell out of their ass. And that's what we need fielding. So, like, how how do you feel about fielding and just her character arc in this movie? Uh, as I was watching it the second time around, I was trying to wrap my head around it because I don't think they made a concrete decision on 
the reasons why she turned. You know what I mean? The reasons yeah. why she did what she did. Yeah. We don't know if you know she was threatening her family, was threatening the past. Like we don't, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we get this, like, uh, okay, let me make this up. And it's kind of like, well, then they don't give it to us actually, because she get got. And it's kind of like, huh? So at the end of the movie, when you see her again, it's like, I guess. But I felt the second time around watching the film, I felt more distance from the character than I originally did because I was trying to watch it as a film that I was about to talk about. So I just looked at it different. It just didn't it didn't sit well with me. It seemed like it was some more layers there that should have been there that wasn't there. And it probably could have got cut. Who knows? You know, I don't know. I just think it was more meat on the bone for that character that we just really got a nibble. Yeah. And to piggyback off what you said there about her, especially being more, more, possibly more to that character is because it seems like when they go back to 1994, it feels like well, I should say when Max goes back after the whole thing that happens when she get left in 94, it's like when he goes back, it's like the whole thing is, oh, I got to fix. I got to fix the wrong that happened in my life. And she almost kind of comes secondary, even though he do go to the hospital to see her and everything. But somebody, they didn't slip in the room and put the needle in the IV. And, you know, she did. So it's like you had an opportunity to have her be more of a character, but it's like y'all decided, okay, we're going to make this the Max Walker fixing his past show and just the hell with everything else. Cause you're right. They don't, you know, give us any reason of why is she working with McComb? Yeah. And, it's just like, okay. And, and the, the turn it happens it was almost like she was enjoying the turn. So it was like, wait a minute. She didn't feel like she was threatened. Like, I, you know, I, I, I didn't want to do this, Walker, but you know, he's going to take my family. It was just like, oh, I like this shit. I'm on the bad side. So he's just like, uh, I don't know. And she and she was giving uh, Van Damme the business, too. He's like, Look, I don't want to fight the woman. You know what? On second thought. <laughs> yeah, he was. He turned into Batman. You know, pretty much. Yeah, but like I said, that's that's the only thing about her character that doesn't make sense. And maybe I say I don't know if if Ray Dawson played it, would they would have did it different? I don't know. But yeah, it felt like they was they was missing something there. Or maybe like what I said too about um, you know, the whole thing of where he was just like, Oh, my wife, my wife, he just you know, you stupid. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with you, man? You supposed to be podcasting. Come on, man. You know, no, no. Why, why, why are you sitting me that? Why, 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 homie? Who else? Who else? Who else want to send it to? <laughs> Not a JC finished parking lot. That's that's some nasty work right there. <laughs> that's some nasty work. All right. So we we want to be professionals here. You're um, right. So, yeah, like I said, they could have, they, I feel like they should have, like, gave us more of that character, especially, like you say, with that turn. Because, you know, they, they thinking, well, Max is thinking, oh, we feel get to drop on Macomb in, in this warehouse. And then it's like, oh, shit, shoot, they didn't set me up mm-hmm. pretty much. Especially, you know, I did like how Macomb and his goons 
when they when they pull up, like the way they come through the port, and everybody looking like, what the fuck? Like, where y'all come from? Yeah. And oh, what, listen, old McCall, I fuck with old McCall because he ain't fucking the river. He got time for the goofy shit. Because young McCall, you moving too 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 nervous and shit. He's looking at him like, yo, man, lay off the sweets. Fuck you doing? Pretty much. You know what? Oh, that's how, you know what? That's how I like you. I feel like if, if you you fight, that's how you talk yourself. Yeah, I would talk to myself like, "Hey man, stop eating all that shit. Man. Chill out." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, Overcold, he was, he was like, man, and but like I said, that's only ten years. So what the fuck happened to him in ten years? I don't know because he looking rough. Cold aged crazy. I mean, well. That yeah, had to be some. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like that had to be some good like makeup they put on him because I'm almost sure he looked like he's supposed to look as young Macomb. Yes. So I'm just like, oof. But then when you look at him and uh, Ali as uh, Angelo, I mean that was some pretty decent makeup too, like how they had him aged up. Yeah. And everything. So I don't know. Maybe he just wanted them actors. He like I I, I kind of compared it to like Stanley Tucci. Like he wanted them actors. Like you just. Throw him in some shit. He looked completely different in every role type. But yeah, so he pull up and he talking to his friends like, he, but the way he talking down to himself is almost like, is this why he became how he became because his future self start talking shit to him and everything. And then he killed his old partner, and I mean Max had to basically literally fight for his life to get the hell out of there. Okay. When he fighting Buddy and he freezes his arm and, and he flip off that thing, you know, I, I, I think we need, we don't talk enough about how movies used to have, you know, them damn dummies. And you could clearly tell it's a dummy that's falling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when they throw them off like bridges and crazy <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, or one of my favorites, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando when he getting off the plane. Oh yeah, it's just it was a Hollywood thing that we just kind of like roll with, but over time it was just people's like, nah, man, people can see that shit. Like, stop playing with us. <laughs> this shit look really Be better, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, but now they CGI at the death. So, um, yeah. so yeah, um, yeah. So like I say, Walker had to fight up out of there to get back to uh, two thousand four current day. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realized, oh shit, they didn't change the lot. Yeah, because they say Macomb now. They say Macomb. He's like, oh. you know, that. What are you talking about? He's about to be president. What are you, are you okay? Like, it was like, they're about to shut us down. Yeah, come You are the chief. If I'm telling you something that's wrong, you just sent me out to do this work. And I'm telling you everything has changed. Why are you playing a goober right now? So, what mission did he send him on? Exactly. Where did I go, boss? If it is, nothing's changed, you acting all stupid right now. Where did you send me up to? You know, I don't know. Let me go check my files. Don't remember that. He, that man go looking for Fielding. She don't exist. Mm-hmm. So he literally has to convince this man, like, look, you sent me on this mission. Macomb is dirty. This man is trying to change. He's changing everything just so he could be the goddamn president. And then it's like slowly he starts to like Okay, uh, I guess you telling the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, and also the subtle thing too is, buddy, that's the uh, the tech guy. He's completely different. Yeah, 
Cause he got on, yeah, he, got on he, he got on, he got on a suit and stuff. Yeah, and yeah his hair like, like short, looking like Edge at that deal. Percy Jackson from you. Um, <clears throat> that suit, man. That boy ain't gonna leave that. That boy ain't gonna live that shit down. Like what? Nobody told you no. You see, you see, you see what happened when you hang out with the Godfather too much. <laughs> That's what happens. They look crazy as hell. <laughs> That's what happened hanging out with the damn Godfather. But anyway, so, so they like all right. All right, okay, I'm, uh, I guess I can see you back. So they do some old, what, I want, what, what, what are we going to call this? Some damn Looney Tunes shit of basically, all right, we're going to fight our way back inside so you can go back and, and fix everything. And the chief, like, well, look, if, I, if I'm off for something, like, your ass is going to be screwed basically going back. Uh, you ain't going to, ain't nobody going to know what the fuck we doing. Chill out. <laughs> right. So he, you know, Max getting inside the um, inside the um, thing and everything, and that's when the guards hey trying to get back in, and right when he started hitting the switches, they bust in, they shoot him up, and Max can just watch. It's like shit, and he's like, ah, damn it, and push the button, and Max go back through. And where does Max end up when he go back through? Oh shit. Yeah, help me out because I'm blank right now. On the damn on the damn highway <laughs> and a damn 18 wheel I'm gonna run his ass down. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> Which is always like that's one of the shots from the trailer anyway. But like, yeah, like it's like he went lying, like shit, I'm gonna fucked up and everything. Like so he get back, he go to the hospital, and cause she's in there as Jane Doe. Cause, mm-hmm. cause like who the fuck is this woman anyway? And so he go in, he see her, and now, okay, so again, like what you said, she's she's acting completely different from when she flipped on him with just uh-huh. when she was beating his ass. Like, oh, you came back for me. I know I'm like, like, yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I, I like the fact that he says that too. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you did fuck up. Like, what are you doing? So it's like, okay, well, we can we can fix this, da 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 da. And they'll leave out the room for like two seconds. He come back, got a damn needle stuck in the IV. She over there with her eyes open, dead. So how the hell they slipped in there that fast? I don't know. And the nurse like, what are you doing? I'm like, lady, he clearly didn't do this. He just came back in the room. <laughs> he looked in there, shot as you are. What are you talking about? So Max, he sees the two goons, you know, walking off and everything. So he go chasing after them. She running at him. Security! Security! <laughs> and everything. Max trying to catch up with the goons. They end up chasing Max as he got to literally dive out of windows. You know, it's a, it's a lot of diving out of windows in this movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love this shit. So he got to run up out of there quick. So, of course, oh, forgot to mention, too. When he first gets to the hospital, we get a shot of Melissa leaving at the hospital. And, I mean, if this isn't one of the worst, like, kept secrets about oh i gotta tell you something she's leaving out of the hospital because she's fucking pregnant mm-hmm. and oh not you know the more i kind of think about it yes i enjoy the movie too but it's like there's certain things that just kind of like y'all could have done a better job of you know getting to that point of telling that particular yeah I, i'm starting to believe like um Cause I wasn't in the room, right? So yeah. I wasn't there. But so I'm wondering, did he have how many conversations went on to like, hey, wait a minute? You know, 
maybe we can punch this up. Maybe we can change some things up, you know, make it a little bit tighter script. Mm-hmm. It just felt like that conversation probably didn't happen or did. I don't know. It just little things just off that you could have just did to kind of clean it up. And I wouldn't be against, you know, years in a row. Someone said, hey, I want to redo Time Cop. Just I mean, clean it up. It, 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 I mean, if you think about it a little bit, Tenet. <laughs> Tenet kind of is Time Cop in a way. Nah. No, I get what you're saying, but this is more of, uh, I would say this is more of a man who's broken over his wife. More than anything. I mean, I mean, there's a little bit of deja vu in here too. When you think about it, yeah, a little bit, yeah. especially with the whole. All right, I got okay. Is she alive or is she dead? I'm, I'm gonna go back and talk. I gotta save her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, he's only saving her because the circumstances have been brought up. Like if that was me, as soon as I take that job, hey, I'm gonna go back. 94, because some just seem off about this. October 15th, 1994. I got to go save my wife. Yeah. That's the first thing I'm doing, damn it. So, yeah. So, he decides, all right, I got I to gotta right the wrongs of my past. So, he go pulling up at the mall. So, now we're getting that whole Back to the Future 2 thing where mm-hmm. yeah. we're basically getting the beginning of the movie all over again. But now it's from, you know, Future Max's point of view. And he gets to Melissa first, and that's when she had that freak out moment. Who the hell are you? Like, really? Who are you? Like, it's me. Baby, it's me. All I got is a mullet. Why are you acting weird? I got a mullet and a couple of scars on my face. Like, what is happening? What happened to you? Now, oh, (laughs) 10 years. Yeah, it was was a bit of rough 10 years because you dead. I can't tell you that you died. Shit. So, you know, he pretty much does like he, he gets out of this, like, no, you know, I'm gonna look. If you don't believe me, look. And then you see him like young, young Matt just strolling through the mall, like, yeah, yeah. I'm the shit, pretty much. And it's like, no, you're gonna go to him and you don't act like anything happened and everything. So then you get the whole replay of him come easing up on her, and it's like she gotta get into character. Uh uh-huh, she seems super uncomfortable, but then she put, you know, she put on her swagger. Mm-hmm. Start so, saying her shit. Like, you got something very important to tell him and all this. So it's like, oh, she all geeked up because it's like, oh, oh, yes, it's, it's really him because he knows. Like, mm-hmm. of course it's him. Shit. So now Max is pretty much trying to save his family and stop Macomb all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the movie really should have been at the prototype spot in Maryland, but instead, you got to go down to Max's house. Yes, that's where everything, either you could have just ended the movie there. Like, everything didn't have to happen at the house. You could have went right back to there, but I guess they wanted the house because they blew up the house. So that made sense. But I just felt like somewhere in this film, we should have started where everything escalated or everything began at. We didn't. We didn't get to see and We didn't even get to see who the scientist was. We didn't get to hurry about him, but we didn't get to see him. Oh, they probably killed his ass, too. Either he killed himself. I mean, it crazy said it like tenant again but that's what the scientists in that movie did like if it's the doctor that we think it is that basically after she created she killed herself afterwards because it's like it's too much power to have uh type of thing so 
Max, so we pretty much getting, like I said, a replay of everything that we saw with Max and Melissa at home. But the only difference is, is that future Max is there. That man is lurking in the damn shadows. This movie turns into a horror movie. And I'm saying it turns into a horror movie because future Walker is maneuvering around outside throughout the house like he's fucking Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's taking out folks too, just like that. Ooh, yeah, the man said, "Look, I'm not gonna let what happen." Oh, I don't blame him, but it was—it was. I almost say I was scared, but I was like, I could see. It's dark. It felt like those horror vibes. Yep. They give out. They did give out horror vibes. No, it definitely did. So he started taking out the goons and everything, cause um, cause he tells Melissa like, "No, keep it, keep him upstairs. Like, don't let him leave. Cause if he leave, that's when shit gonna get fucked up." So, I mean, she trying, but, you know, young Max, he started hearing gunshots. Oh, I got to go try to, you know, be big boss out here. And you stupid, too. <laughs> he, was, he was playing in their face. Like, look, the man was the man was a scammer. He, he scammed them down. I really thought they were going to pull up on his ass. All right. Playing with the people like that. Oh. <laughs> That's why he got, why he got shot to shit. But think about it. Doc. Doc actually dies like, twice in that universe. Mm-hmm. He dies in 1985 the first time, and he dies in 1885 getting shot in the damn deck. So, yeah. anyway, um, so, um, yeah. So now you get in the whole thing of where you got Max, you know, future Max, you know, like you said, maneuvering like Jason Voorhees outside, and then you got young Max, who's like. I got to protect my wife and everything like this. And everybody's just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so young Max actually leads like a couple of the goons away from the house. And young Max, you know, he trying to hold his own, but it's like, yeah, Max was yeah. clumsy back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Young, young Max, his hands ain't there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he had hands, but it's like, yeah. In that in that situation, he was he was he was lacking some uh, attributes. He, he was getting popped off pretty much, and I mean they were beating his ass. So, okay, so one thing that we got to see in the movie too is that if something happened to the younger person, it clearly shows on the mm-hmm. older person. With what happened with Macomb when he got cut in the face, that scar was on his face. You know, older Macomb. So with everything that was happening to the young match, why wasn't Older Max like getting these battle wounds and these scars. Like we we didn't see him at all. Like have no type mm-hmm. of we didn't see that. So it's like okay, what was going on with that? Your guess is good as mine. Because <laughs> clearly, I mean, this man was getting his ass with. So we didn't see no damn bruises on the old Max face like that. So whatever. So uh, Macomb shows up, and he got. But he got Melissa at gunpoint. Like, look, we're gonna knock this shit off, basically. And you know, Max, you know, future Max is you know trying to, you know, like, hey, like trying to calm everything down. But this is after the goon told us, so, Oh, we killed the other one. I'm gonna like, no, y'all didn't. Look, if y'all killed him, he wouldn't be standing here right now. He ain't dead. Like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, do y'all not come from the future with me? Like, what the fuck wrong with y'all? Yeah, y'all fuck it up. Cause come to think of, Macomb crew was kind of kind of janky. 
Oh, it was absolutely. Because <laughs> going back to the going back to that fight at the warehouse, the black dude that looked like Lawrence Taylor, like, what the hell was you doing? Like, like good like, question. <laughs> How did you get involved with these motherfuckers? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the place in that crew was janky as all here. But the one, the one I say that looked like the day of nineteen, you know, like the ECW wrestler. He was, I guess, he was the leader because he told Buddy, he's like, "Look, you better kill him or you don't come back." Like what? I was like, "Y'all yeah. leave me here." All right, hey, you better get handled your business, bro. <laughs> we gonna leave your ass here when we go back. Better go handle your damn business, sir. And of course, he didn't want to get shot in the damn head inside the house, but. So when they got they got Max hemmed up, they got Melissa hemmed up. Clumsy young Max, he come pulling up in the window, and that's when he shoot Buddy in the head. And then he looking crazy as hell when he see his older self. Like what the fuck? Nah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that look on that damn face. He was like, "Wait a minute, what the fuck is this?" Right, everybody know what was going on. Everybody pretty much used him as a shield to the last second, and again go crashing through the damn window. And beating the hell out of young Max. So older Max wake up, get his ass up out the paint. Young Max, he he's out for the count. So this so this is him being knocked out. So he don't know what the fuck going. So again, we get the whole standoff with Macomb got Melissa. Max is talking to him, you know, trying to calm him down. And then who come pulling up? Who? We get young McComb come walking in. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> like he looking like what the fuck is happening right now? So and old McComb's like, what the hell are you doing here? I mean, I got a I got a message yeah. from I got a message. Uh, yeah. They say you no fucking message. Like, what the hell are you talking? Yo, <laughs> you <old> fucking McComb. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, wait a minute. He's like, you know what? I think so Melissa ended up getting shot. And Max, he flips out. He's like, you know what? I think you need to get closer to yourself. Because the whole thing is like your younger self and older self cannot occupy the same space and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So Max is up pushing young Macomb in, over to older Macomb. And if, I mean, look, it's 1994, so I'm not going to give them too much slack. But clearly yeah. that was, that was kind of that. I oh. mean, that, that special effects was janky. Yeah, yeah. It, did, it, it didn't age well. And I, okay. I don't know. Maybe you agree with this too, but I didn't like how they got rid of McComb. I mean, how would you have did? No, I mean, I, I feel like just okay, just pushing him into his other self and then having him turn into some damn blob looking thing and then just melt down. And like, I think they could have did that a little bit, but maybe let both of them get blowed up in the house. I guess I don't know, but yeah. I felt like he deserved a a better, you know, ending. As far as like getting killed off, because just pushing him into himself like that, I felt like that was the easy way out, or make it look even like more gruesome. I guess I don't know, but like he got off easy. Yeah, a little bit. You know, he's the big bad. This man was literally trying to rule the the world in a way with what yeah. he was doing. And okay, we just push him into himself and then just ah, and crumble down and just dissolve <laughs> in a way. That's it. So, hey man, shit happens, man. He be all right. I guess maybe, maybe let <laughs> maybe let uh young maybe let uh older Max had killed young McComb and had old McComb just kind of 
blink out. I don't know, something like that, I guess. But um, yeah, so Melissa got shot, and Max was like, what the fuck? So he pick her up, take her out the house, lays her onto young Max. They both out there sleeping in the rain. And he just disappears. And it's like, okay. He's <laughs> like, all right, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> One thing about Van Damme movies, he can have this look on his face like he just completely lost. And it's like he's too good at that in a way. Because when he goes back to the uh, present mm-hmm. and he looking, he see that, oh, it's like Parker. Parker data link. Okay. Because right, he's like, he's trying to figure out, okay, did I change things for the better? Like, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So he he just looking around and it's like, okay, everything seemed to be back to normal, I guess. And yeah. I, I couldn't understand too why the chief kept saying, what are you still doing here? Like, like what, are you, what, what are you doing here? Exactly. Right? Because <laughs> he tried to figure out, like, do you know uh-huh. me? And they're like, what the hell wrong with you? <laughs> now, yeah, you've you been smoking, chief. <laughs> What's wrong with you, bro? Now, 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 Walker is acting like how he was acting when he came back and everything got changed. Cause he was like, "Am I sure I'm back in the right spot?" He's like, man, what you doing? Get the hell out of here! He's like, All right. oh, and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going home." So he ends up going home. And he pull up to the house, and who walks out? His son, mm-hmm. daddy. He kind of like, "Oh, I got kids. What the fuck?" Yeah, but it's like he remembering it. It's almost like he's catching up with everything that happened at that point. Mm-hmm. And then Melissa come walking out. And they and they did try to age her up a bit, but it's like, no, nah, man, she's still, she still, Sloan still got the juice. Like, what's, how y'all age her I, like teen? I'm playing with me, man. We know how she look. <laughs> yeah, yeah y'all, just, y'all just threw some damn gray dye in her hair. Like, oh, yeah, she old. Because it's like, okay, how are they supposed to be like in 94? Like, what, they, like early, mid 30s? Hey, I, I ain't got no answer for you on that one. Uh, but, but I mean, like I say, again, ten years, but whatever. So she was like, she's like, you always like, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And it's like I ain't going nowhere. It's like, oh, that's good because I got something to tell you. We have more uh, kids. Because <laughs> 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 we well, well, we know how they get down. We we saw the scene how they got down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, yeah, they keep it thorough in that household. Yeah, it's like, look, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta add, we gotta, we gotta get some more, uh, you know, brothers and sisters for for our son here. Um, so yeah, I mean, Max, Max gets his happy ending, basically. Yeah, and that's how the movie ends. That's time cop. So, thing I'm gonna ask you about this Uh-oh. is if, cause I mean, we kind of talked about. It. But I'm gonna say Uh-oh. it again. I'm gonna say it again. Uh-huh. If there was no Melissa, <laughs> it's building, it's building with Max. I believe so. I do. I really do. Cause that look that she gave him when he was getting ready to leave, when she come walk around that corner. It's a it's a it's a lot of fucking juice there. So uh yeah. And then when he say that to her about what she had told him too about to do Bobby or whatever when when she was back in high school, and he was like, she was like, huh? Like, he <laughs> want a, a second chance. Uh huh. And she was all hyped mm-hmm. and everything. And it's, and it's crazy because like she don't even know who he is, but he know who she is. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like it's just it's kind of crazy with that. They that's the only thing about the movie I don't like. They they left a lot of her character on the cutting room floor, basically. Um, so you had to pick a favorite character. Oh, Van Damme. Yeah. Uh, uh, future Van Damme. Yeah, because young young Max, like I say, was oh, shit, I'm sorry, excuse me, future Walker. Yeah, because he was clumsy. Young young Walker was being very clumsy. Um, and if you had to rate it out of five, what you give? Uh, still, still, even with the issues I had with the opener and how it opened and certain little things, I still give it a four. Like I can always watch it. Nice, easy watch. Okay, so um, question: When was the last time you watched this? Before I even asked you about doing this, oh, time, I probably watched it sometime last year. Hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things like I see yearly. Like I watch at least once every year. You know, I have not watched this movie in probably over 10 years. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. I usually go in my little fits where I do like a blood sport kickboxer. This. So I haven't watched uh, I haven't watched blood sport or kickboxer yet this year, but I know I will eventually. Yeah, because you got to talk about Ray Jackson. That's a whole. <laughs> oh, and I got it. Also, got you. Gotta you can never go a year without watching Lionheart. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh god. I go back and find that episode because, buddy. Uh... <laughs> hey, baby, you don't look sick to me. <laughs> That man was wilding. Oh, goddamn. Joshua, look, you know it's bad when Cynthia told that man Joshua stop. Like, he <laughs> stop. Jesus Christ. But, uh, but yeah, that's Time Cop. Uh, of course, thank you, Jeff, for coming on, talking with me about this movie. Um, Like I said, do, anyone who listened to, do not watch the sequel. Do not. Unless, Don't do it. Unless you like Giddy ass movies, but don't watch, don't watch the sequel, please, God. You know, this could have been actually a TV show. Still could be. Oh yeah, yeah, you, uh, absolutely. This, you are absolutely right when you said that. This, I, you know, I can see it being Peacock. I can see this being a, a 12, 13 episode series, uh, and you just extending the story, and you get to. Live, flesh out certain, flesh characters. out a lot of characters. You get to live in the moment. You don't have to rush everything. You could tell a nice, compact story, and it can lead to more seasons. Because like, I feel like I feel like you could tell a better story. In a, in, I feel like you could do Time Cop better in thirteen episodes mm-hmm. than you could with the movie. Because mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, we get Marcon's reason. Okay, yeah, he want to be the president, but. There had to be more to it. Like, what else are you getting out of this? Because mm-hmm. you could, he could still been doing what he was doing. He had to be the president to do it. But why yeah, do you want to be the president? I guess that may just want some power. For shit, you got this damn time machine. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You're all right, sir. That's what I said. But he wants to be the president and to be able to do it. And it's like, why? Like, what exactly is, what does him being the president have to do, you know, do with it necessarily? Because I, I would feel like him being a senator, he get to move even more stealth. Being the president, shoot you in the public eye a lot more. So 
I don't know. It's, it's, but like I say, like you say, a series would flesh that out more, give more of a reasoning behind his motives, I guess, and everything. So, sure. yeah. All right. So, uh, Jeff, if there is anything like to promote plug, sir, the floor is yours. Hey, we just dropped a episode of Hood Classics this week. We went back and we watched. We didn't do a film, so we tried something different. We did episodes nine through thirteen of the X Men X Men animated series, really fun, and it seems like people were super responsive. See a lot of people listened. I don't know if it's a thing we would do every week, but it's a thing where you know we don't feel like doing a movie. We could just do a bunch of episodes in a certain season and enjoy that. This week, if you want to check it out, if that's not your bag, then then we go. We still gonna stay in the cartoon element, but this week coming up next week, I should say. Next Wednesday, we will be dropping the G.I. Joe, the movie episode. So that should be fun because I haven't seen that movie in years. So that's going to be that's going to be super fun. And then also too, February, Black History Month. Mm. We had an outstanding month last year. I want to keep the momentum going. So this year, we got something cooking. We're going to have some marvelous stuff cooking for Black History Month. So yeah, stay tuned. If you listen to me, uh, on hood classics. Uh, just continue to listen. I appreciate any you know anybody from who listens to you has jumped over and listened to me. I appreciate you. Um, I hope you enjoying the things that we are giving you. And if you want to follow me on social media, I'm always on the Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, at Jeff versus the world. Yeah, that's it for me. Yes, follow him over there because he 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 likes to be funny on Twitter. You know. He likes to put certain things out there. Nah, um, sorry, do yeah. not do not do that. I do not do that. <laughs> he thinks he's a funny. He thinks he's a funny guy. He I, a funny I guy. am a boring black man who just is going through life. Let's just leave it at that. Boring black man. Y'all right. Y'all all right. He just a boring black. You know what? If this was a if this was a black movie, I would title it this. <laughs> he's just a boring <laughs> black man. Hey, I, I don't bother nobody. Well, before we get off of here, I just sent you something. So. Uh, hell. You know what? In the oh. show. <laughs> well, on that note, um, of course, you can follow me over on the Twitter as well at um at my personal page, the J Giles or the movie. Uh, page as well, J Movie Talk. Um, of course, on Instagram at JMT Podcast as well. You can find all the TV Zone Podcast Network. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can follow us like that. Or you can go to the website, www.tvzonepodcastnetwork.com. Uh, that is it for this episode. For episode 305, I'm tossing it up between if I want to do double impact or blood sport next i'm not sure just yet but when i figure it out you definitely will know until next time 